Say It Loud Network presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. And it's so easy because it's just like one thing leads to another, that leads to another, leads to another. So my advice to people is like, know where you're going. You got to write it down and hang it up on the wall and just kind of use that as your gut check and your metric every time. Like, does this line up? So I have to thank today's guest, Demetria Mustin, for inspiring today's beauty report on the topic of building your beauty products business plan. Demetria is the Vice President of Global Marketing at PDC Brands, and every time I talk to her, I think about how do you create new beauty products. So I wanted to give you all a few tips. Running a cosmetics business, even one that you start at home, requires you to be very, very organized. You need a strong business plan that leads you through all of the main components of your cosmetic business. In brief, Your beauty business plan should cover the following topics. Your beauty brand mission and vision. Your mission set outs why your beauty brand exists and what's important to it. Two, your niche and customers. It's all well and good to have your vision and mission, but if you don't know the niche, especially in the beauty market, you're not gonna have a sustainable product. Number three, your beauty products. Learning to work with the right formulations across a wide range of products will really help you hone in on your business plan and the types of products that you can be successful at. Four, your competitors. Yes, your competitors most certainly have to have a place in your business plan. This brings you a unique perspective so that you can truly understand the foundation of your business the range that you can grow your business, and what else is in the market. Five, your manufacturing strategy. Your manufacturing strategy is a large part of your business strategy. You need to decide whether you will be producing your beauty products yourself, in your own lab, or in a home lab. Six, your retail strategy. We've seen so many indie beauty entrepreneurs think that they can sell to consumers from their website alone. While this is one piece of it, you also have to look at a holistic retail strategy, and that also connects to your consumers, your customers, your competitors, and really understanding how to make sure that you address those markets. Seven, your funding. We might have left finances to last, but where the money to fund your business, let's just say where the money reside, comes from a place that's really gonna dictate the growth and the success of your entire business. Eight, your financial forecast. If you're listening to this, it's likely that you're thinking about starting a beauty business, already have a beauty business, or really contemplating what you should be doing in beauty. Once again, that business plan is so important, understanding your financial forecast so that you can make sure that you can truly bring the best business plan to life. 
And with that, make sure that as you think about starting your beauty business, that you have all the ingredients to success. So let's get into it with Demetria Mustin. Demetria, welcome to Business of the Beat podcast. So happy to be here. I just want to give our listeners a little bit of background on you. Um, it is phenomenal. I know you just celebrated your birthday, had the baby. So I just yes. want everyone to understand the full breadth of you. So Demetria is a marketing professional with almost two decades of experience. She is a visionary, activator, and connector who sees things differently. Her background includes international marketing, product development, and brand management, having successfully launched products in high-impact initiatives that have resulted in increased sales and growth for leading beauty companies. With an entrepreneurial spirit and unwavering passion for beauty, Demetria brings a unique perspective to any brand she touches. She serves as the Global Marketing Vice President at PDC Brands. She leads the overall go-to-market strategy for the Cantu brand globally and is the head of diversity, equity, and inclusion. In her tenure, she has launched multi-million dollar SKUs in both the U.S. and high-volume global markets. That is fantastic. I love someone who like has the vision and is an operator and then does so much to also give back and make sure that the company is doing what they're supposed to do. So yes, it's, it's all about the passion for me. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I have to say, like, before we get into the questions, I just want to thank you because my agency brain trust has worked with Cantu for so long. And I have to say, well before the 15% pledge and the BLM movement, you were personally and the team and Melissa were supporting Black-owned agencies and really for the work that we were doing for your brand. So you not only like believe it, but you also are a true testament to one of the few brands that are really raising their hands and didn't have to have a moment to tell them to do the right thing. So I just wanted to, to thank you for that. No, thank you, too. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of authenticity, right? So, like, if I'm in a room and nobody is looking like the consumer we serve, then how do you really know our consumer? How do you really identify with her day-to-day journey and, like, her, her communication and what she's looking for and her needs? So I think it's... Um, accolades to you guys too to be able to partner with us to help us get to the place where we can communicate authentically with our consumer with people in the background that look exactly like they do so and it's so interesting you talk about the consumer and authenticity and i think that that's been what's missing like the brands are coming out and they get stuck in science or data and while science and data are great you still have to have the human element of thinking like your consumer. And a lot of that does come from looking like your consumer. And it doesn't mean everybody has to look the same, but exactly. you have to have the core consumer sitting at the table to even help understand the nuance of it. And I, I you know, I think that that is coupled with, with passion. And you mentioned passion before. So tell me about your journey and how you got here. Well, for sure. So, um, I started my career actually in entertainment at HBO, and so I was there almost 10 years, and um, 
and love, love, love everything about entertainment. I knew coming out of school, um, so I went to University of Tennessee undergrad in Emory for grad school. But Emory was the one that um, made me think of like business differently as a, as a whole, right? And so initially I thought, oh, I'm gonna just work my way up in, in entertainment. Like I love everything about entertainment and, um, you know, how it emotionally connects with the consumer. It takes them on a journey. And then I came out of business school and, and, and kind of fell into this world of beauty and realized it does the exact same thing as entertainment yes. does or sports or sometimes even food. It really takes you... Uh, on a journey inside your core. So if your hair looks a certain way or your makeup is a certain way or your clothes fit a certain way or your accessories or you're carrying this handbag or like anything around like beauty and fashion and that whole, you, you start to step a little bit differently and you start to feel a little bit differently and it starts touching you inside your core and the way um, this category and everything has changed, it's not just buying a curling cream or not just buying a shampoo. Now everyone wants to think about going beyond the strand and like, what is the story behind the woman? What is the story behind the brand? What is the story? And so, you know, I think it's just amazing that, you know, that's really my passion is is the people and connecting with the people and having whether it's products or you know whatever it is that touches the consumer at the core um and going beyond the surface so and you know that that spans across so many different things but um that's that's truly at the end of the day my passion well and it's so interesting when you talked about HBO and entertainment and I was like wow there's so many parallels so many. between entertainment and beauty and storytelling and I mean every the glitz and the glam of entertainment is what makes people so excited about beauty how you can transform your thinking you can be taken into another world right just with a gloss so it's so fascinating and and that's that was actually my question for you too just looking at your background and really understanding like what inspires you about our industry and it sounds like it's the passion it's you know getting behind the story of the product and what do you think in terms of like long term like long term do you see yourself staying in beauty do you see yourself in entertainment how do your worlds continue to merge together I think I think I always see myself in a space where going back to that emotive connection with the consumer. It's like, you know, I today I was talking with a colleague who just started a brand and and it may be just something simple, right? But my question is like, well, what's behind it? What are you really trying to do? What are you trying to solve? What what need are you trying to meet? Because a lot of times our, our our categories and our markets are super saturated, right? I mean, if you look at working at Kentu and in hair care, super saturated, or just in general, beauty is pretty saturated. So like if you're coming out with a new product or you're coming out with something new and you want to break through in beauty, you got to really stop and pause and think of like, what job am I doing and how am I serving the consumer differently? And 
that can come to life, whether it's like a feature or a benefit, something functional within the product, or is it a combination? This is when you're when you really win, where it's a combination of like that functional feature and benefit plus an additional emotive type of connection that you are serving with the consumer. So is it because I am a friend of mine just launched a big ups to her, uh, uh, the first black owned clean makeup brand at Sephora. And, um, you know, her, her positioning and talking with her is like, okay, you know, I want to come out with makeup. That's great, but it needs to be clean beauty at an affordable price. That, amen, because I think that that, like, literally, and trying to get people to understand that, um, I was talking earlier, it's like, I'm all about this notion of passion to profit, and we have to be passionate, we have to go to bed thinking about it, and wake up thinking about it, and when it gets hard, it's that passion that carries us through, but it doesn't always mean that everything we're passionate about is a new business or a new brand that we need to start that's going to lead to profitability or a sustained shelf space, and I think that that's what's happening, you know, for me, I really wanted to do this podcast to, to talk to, you know, black and brown leaders who were really helping diversify our industry, but we're also doing it in a way that was intentional and strategic. So it just, it makes me think about my experience with Ralph Lauren. And it's so interesting. I was the first director of digital media. And so I launched them on social and uh, during a really pivotal time. Um, and at the same time when I was there, I met my first business partner, Karen Rabinovitz, and we had this idea to manage bloggers. Mm-hmm. And it's 2009. Nobody's really doing it. And I remember whenever I told David Lauren, his first reaction was, you know, as long as they're wearing Ralph Lauren. And so we would give all these bloggers Ralph Lauren, but then as the business grew and it really was turning into a company and I went to resign and he had me talk to the chief of staff. And as I presented it to her, I could just, it's like when you, when you start telling people something and they don't get it, but then to your point, you're so buttoned up and organized. And I'm like, here's why, and here's who, and here's what the market says. And she was like, well, your last name isn't Lauren. So you seems like you have it all mapped out and ready. And if it doesn't work, you can come back. Versus I remember having the same reaction with my extended family and they were like, what's a blogger? What are you talking about? Like, you have a good job. You work at Ralph Lauren. You have insurance. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You have insurance. You got insurance. time. You have benefits. Like you're, and someone was like, you're getting all those clothes. You're getting all those clothes. And I was like, so, but it's so true. You have to work in silence, get it together and, and figure out who are, who are those core people? Like who's your core brain trust of people to help you? But I, I, I think that that's so true. And I love that. Like start with the spreadsheet, start with the spreadsheet. And then, and one thing I kind of want to talk about too, is that I, I was reading an interview and you said in one day, I come from innovator to copywriter, to creative director, to accountant, to analyst all before lunch. And I love that. I feel the same way, but how do you you ground yourself whenever you know that you have to wear multiple hats, but you still have to be accountable? You know, you're the global head of marketing. So that's such a big job. How do you ground yourself and navigate? 
I think, you know, kind of to build on what we were just talking about, you kind of got to know where you're going, right? So you have to set up those guardrails and like your North Star and like, okay, where are we trying to go? Because it's easy to scope creep and kind of get lost all in like the day to day and like, what are we doing again? And like, what's going on? And this is going on and that fire happens and this needs to go out ASAP. But like, to kind of keep you grounded, you got to know where you're going. And so is this is this helping us get to our final destination? Is this making a broader impact? Um, is it really a priority? Or is it like just a nice to have? What is the opportunity cost of us using the next two hours to talk about this one thing? Should we be talking about something else that's going to be making... Um, a little bit more um, impact to the bottom line or, or the company. And like, it's so easy to get like so complex and like all over the place and things are like, and then sometimes you just gotta take a step back and say, yes. okay, let, now we're just doing too much. Let's let's make this a little simple. This, is, this has got to be more simple. We're thinking too much about this. Like you get sucked <laughs> into this world of a vacuum and you, some, you, sometimes you just have to kind of step away and look at this in a broader perspective and say, okay, yes. you know, this is how this is going to flow. This is how this, and this is how this lines up. This doesn't line up. And then this probably should be put over here, you know, in comp compartment. The parking lot. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. And then really help prioritize. These things are the priority. Now, once these are done, then we can probably pick this back up. But if we never get to that then the business continues this we can we can come back to that so i think that is the key thing and, and like i said it's a daily struggle right it's so yeah. easy to just kind of flow off course and you end up over here in this area and you're like how in the world did i get over here and it's so <laughs> easy because it's just like one thing leads to another that leads to another leads to another so yes. my advice to people is like know where you're going. You got to write it down and hang it up on the wall and just kind of use that as your gut check and your metric every time. Like, does this line up? Nope, nope, nope. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? Um, before you move forward. So I think that's kind of my my thing. And I have to do that daily because I'm a like a creative and I always have ideas and I always want to evolve and shift and like change and move. And, and they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even my team, make sure you have people around you who aren't. Yes. People. They've got to mm -hmm. like be able to check you too. And so yes. you've got to have that collaborative relationship where they can check you and you can check them. And so in a, in a nice collaborative way, and um, <laughs> they'll come back and say, girl, you doing too much, doing too much. Remember that this was supposed to be our focus over here. Now you've added on this layer. If we do that layer, this is not going to be done or it's not going to be done well. Do you want to focus and go deep over here or do you want to stay shallow and do all this stuff you're asking us to do? <laughs> so I think. Oh my gosh, I love that. Which one? <laughs> I, you know what? It's so, so, so true because we can yeah. get so caught up and I see it and it's like, you just spin your wheels and it's like, right. let's just like what you said, let's go back to our North star right. and let's figure out where we want to go. Or you get, you get lost and totally. you get tangled up and like, yeah. it's so interesting. And, and having the team, like I, 
I do it too. It's like, it's kind of like what I said, I can have so many ideas right? and then I have to stay grounded. And he's like, nope, we're not doing that. Nope. We've added too many things. Yeah. And you need that. Like we're not meant to be in our own, like just one person, our own cipher doing it. Like that's the beauty of like being in teams and working right. together. Right. And I, I've literally for myself, I've had to stop. I just did this exercise on Sunday where I was like, let me write down everything that I am doing and let me be accountable. What do I want to finish from this list? What am I going to move into the next oh, two years? Good. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to focus on? Because I think it also comes down to accountability that we have for ourselves. Oh, because so I think that helps boost our confidence. If we're always doing things and we never get to the end or we never finish, then right. the accountability, and that's how I feel like we get lost. Because then you don't have anything to truly say, I did this. I accomplished my goal. I, I had this idea. And so for me, to your point, I've had to take a step back and literally say, this is everything. Here's the North Star of what I'm doing and here's how they all fit. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm accountable for this. I'm accountable to my team. I have to reach this goal. Right. And that's what helps because the beauty of all of this is because we're so passionate about it, there's always going to be a friend who wants to launch a brand that you're going to help. There's always going to be a right. new idea. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Always. And I'm like, okay. Um, so another thing I'm excited to talk to you about is Cantu Elevate. Mm -hmm. And it really has been a catalyst for black owned businesses. You partnered with 25 black women in beauty, who I'm also a member of. Ella was one of our guests on the podcast. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. just Again, you have an idea, but then you actually put it into action and you actually make change. So talk to us about Cantu Elevate. I will. So before I do, to back up, Cantu Elevate is um, started off as a masterclass with Black Women in Beauty. And and uh, Cantu has done a masterclass before, um, but we changed it a bit this year and partnered with them. And it was open to... Um, female black entrepreneurs in the beauty space tied to black women in beauty. So it's like a mouthful, but um, <laughs> actually is a, it's a huge group. Um, they have, it's not just 25 people. So don't, don't, <laughs> I know. Don't be deceived. <laughs> it is big and we are here strong. Yeah. It's, here it's, strong. it's more than 25 people. It's quite a, quite a bit. And we had about 75 female um, entrepreneurs in the beauty space attend the masterclass. And we have two, world-renowned agencies we partner with um taylor um but it's under reddish is a pr agency and then sasha group which is under vayner media is a media agency and so what they did is brought tools um they do courses with different people for nonprofit bloomberg and different things and they brought tools to the ladies um and our goal was not to just say here you go like here is maybe a grant or a stipend, that's awesome. I'm not discrediting that at all, but it's more so we need to teach. So when we're not here and that grant's not there, that you can thrive on your own. You have been set up for success. And that is the goal of all of this. So we, we did the initial workshops and it was two of them and there was homework. Actually, it was a North Star document where they had to fill out like what they're about, what what makes them different, like where are they going, and and we we really judged on that um, that passion, the the proactive, the pushing beyond the exercise, and and giving 
a little bit more. And that's one thing, like, with people, I say this, like, you know, with talent and people you hire, um, you can teach skills, right? I can teach you, like, how to do consumer insights, or I can teach you how to look at Nielsen data and understand the, the metrics and the data there. I can't teach you passion. I can't teach you how to take initiative. I can't teach you how to push. And that was what we were looking for because it will be those people that will take the tools and really leverage them to the most um, later on after we're not here. So we picked three winners, and um, the three brands are Cutie Nails and Range Beauty. And so you know, so now you know the connection. Yep, yep. <laughs> Range Beauty and Natural Club. And so it's hair care, makeup, and nails. So you think of, think of beauty, like wanted to kind of hit three pillars. And so um, Kendra laughs because Era is, Kendra has Beauty United. I'm, I, you know, she's got a lot going on here. And... Um, <laughs> She's been part of that, too. So it's great. Like, there's all these different programs and things that even without knowing, different people and different groups are all partnering together to really help shape the future of beauty. Not even knowing we're all holding hands and doing it together and helping helping each other out and helping all these different entrepreneurs. So one of our winners was part of her program. Now she's part of ours. And what they do now is like the work. It is like boot camp, grind, session, let's let's do this thing. And um, what they're doing is really understanding their brand, guardrails, positioning, who they are, the tone of voice, like where are they going, what does success look like today, tomorrow, and five years from now. And like um, consumer target, like all of those things, getting the foundation really, really sound. And then we're going to do a campaign and we're, um, we're partnering with this uh, female black owned uh, creative agency called Poppin Creative. And Poppin um, is going to do all the campaigns for each of the winners. And then we'll take those campaigns and then We'll get back with Sasha Group, VaynerMedia, and then the media will be bought and executed. And so they'll be able to have a nice case study of like, not only will they have assets and things to move forward with, but also when it comes to media, what worked, what didn't work, kind of the results um, that they can move forward with. So it's very, very exciting. Um, a lot of work on their part, but I, I really do think it's going to be beneficial for the future for for all of the winners, um, for sure. Oh, I... I just am smiling the whole time you're talking about it and that, but that's what I love. It's so thoughtful and it's so 360 and I love that we're all united and connected and like pushing yeah. the conversation forward. So, you know, and I know you have too. like, we're out and everyone wants to know, like, aren't you so excited about what's happening and what do you think and all these things? And I'm like, I am excited about it. We still have a ways to go, but we also have to make sure that we can sustain it. Right. And so what I love about can to elevate is that you're getting the tools and resources and you said it like we need to teach you how to drive so that whenever you're not in, in this type of a program, you can still do it. Right. And I just, I feel like it's the full 360. It's like, mm -hmm. And that's what we are, you know, I'm so excited to talk to you about Beauty United because, you know, 25 Black Women in Beauty is, is our partner too. Mm -hmm. And what we've been talking about is like, how do we have the curriculum so that we can not just give you a grant, 
but you can continue to have education. And I was talking to one of our mentees and mentors um, from, you know, the the mentor for Milk Makeup and one of our mentees. And it was, and now, you know, what do we do next? Because now we have another idea. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's like, what I love is you're, you're helping with the marketing you're helping with the education and then you're bringing it to fruition. Right. So to your point about a case study, you can then go back when you're on your own in your right. office as an entrepreneur right. and say, okay, let me go back and deconstruct all of the pieces. Cause right. it's one thing to be able to get a grant. It's another to get a grant, sustain your brand and then continue to grow. So right. we are really using, you know, Cantu Elevate as a model, as a partner. That's awesome. And how do we make sure that we're teaching and that we're pushing forward? I just, it's the marketing piece and the campaign piece. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. I have to be like, okay, girl, you can have a job, a full-time job up here. Like, let's, let's focus too on that. But I, I'm so into it. I'm so excited. I'm so inspired by these ladies. Like, Mm-hmm. Every day, like their goals and dreams and like what they want to accomplish and what they've already accomplished. And yes. it's just like contagious. And so it's very, very exciting times. It really is. And, you know, I think that's the beauty of it. So many people are doing great things. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about the movements that are happening is right. that we're giving you almost like your flowers to be more visible and to be part of the conversation. I mean, that, that was for us, it was about access. And like, even when we were looking at Beauty United, it was like, okay, we can bring these Bobby Brown and Gwyneth Paltrow and all these amazing people, but the mentees wouldn't have access to them at the level where they can actually learn to integrate into their brand on a one-to-one level. And I love leveling the playing field because people have done a lot of things in their own right. And it may not necessarily be where they are now, but all of that counts because it's the journey. Right. It all gets us here. So I'm so inspired. I just, I love Cantu. And I also have like, since we're talking about Cantu, this is, I, you know, I'm like a huge fan. I love it. Products. We were fortunate because we got to do Cantu Skin with you guys, but I literally was like, I, I, this is just my favorite. I mean, Cantu has amazing products, but this one I feel like because it's like coconut oil and it's a spray, my daughter, it's my daughter, my husband, and I. I love it. This is our secret for the family, everybody in the house. Yes. (laughs) And kids, Cantu kids with the pack, the new, the packaging is great. And that's what I was excited about too, because you're a mommy. I got got the kiddos. I I actually have um, my teenager nephew who's in the house. So I get like, he's, he's like a case study. Oh yeah. What exactly are you on YouTube watching? Like what, how are we still here all day? You know, I don't (laughs) know. Um, and then I've got two the babies. So I have a two year old and a and a ten almost eleven month old little girl and then a two year old little boy and it's just like learning how to do everything. I feel like um people don't tell you as a mom the new level of strength that you're gonna have to like <laughs> dig deep and find to be able to push. Like push through like before I thought life was chaotic and like traveling and the work and trying to build brand build the brand and all this kind of stuff but then you add kids and you're like girl I didn't know you had all that inside like where did that come from you know and then 
you know, I guess you don't need that much sleep. Who knew? Like, <laughs> what was all my time back then? So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the kids, the kids are great, but I, I do use getting two kids on on the curls. Um, neither one of them like me touching their hair. I don't know what happened there, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't like me doing anything. Like. <laughs> Girl, we got what? it. No, you don't. No, you can't walk, and you <laughs> you can't walk. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, they literally want to do everything. It's so funny too, because my my daughter turned six in December, and so she has the pump and the products, and she's like, and I'm like, it is just crazy. I don't even understand that. And she's like, I've got it. One of the best things my stylist told me. Because literally, I remember I was I was due. I had like two or three weeks left, and or two weeks, and I had gotten my hair done that morning. So I'm getting my hair done, and my stylist is like, you know, make sure that as soon as you have the baby, I start doing her hair because you don't want her to be tender headed. So we got to start. So we had this whole plan. I get my hair done, and I literally say to my husband, "Oh, I could actually have a baby today because my hair looks great." Girl, I literally go on about my day. I had a date and I had a doctor's appointment and I get there and she's like, how do you feel? Like your blood pressure is crazy. I had preeclampsia. I literally had to be admitted that day. Like don't do anything else. Go straight to the hospital. And all I could think about was thank God my hair was done. Because that's <laughs> You know, after we got through everything, like I had her doing her hair and like using products and it made such a difference with people doing her hair now, but it's just, it's just so kid, it, I, kids are just so funny. Like her and the spray going everywhere and like they, they can do it themselves and it's just a whole, it's a whole other world. I always feel like in the morning, I'm like, I've had a whole other life before yeah. we even get yeah. to work yeah 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 <laughs> it, it, that is very true and you have to like let go like control is a little bit out the door from the pregnancy to the baby to <laughs> thinking like i've got the in your mind and everything planned out this is what we're gonna do. this is gonna go I've, I've looked at all the blogs i've followed all the influencers <laughs> like i've read all the books like i got it i got it you know, got it, got it set. It's just like all out the door. Where's the control? I don't know. I, you know, I'm in beauty, so I'm like trying to massage the scalp so the hair will grow. Like, Girl, please leave me alone. Don't you see? I'm here trying to do my thing, you know. And so it's just, it's just so funny. So you it just, and, so and that's in life too. I think it's a really yeah. good parallel. Like we don't have control, mm -hmm. and and it's just gotta, you gotta learn how to just kind of release. And 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 just just be able to push through and continue to be strong in yourself and strong in your faith and just say, look, you know, hey, I cannot control this. I have no idea what to do here. So I, all I'm going to do is just like press on and we'll get there. You know what I mean? So let it all fall. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I tell my daughter. I'm like, you just got to roll with it. You mm -hmm. just have to roll with it. And we all. Dude, last night I'm like scurrying around the house. Like I set everything up because I have, you know, we had, a, we were doing the podcast and I had these yeah. speaking engagements and I had set up my lights in all the rooms after my daughter went to sleep and I let her stay up later. 
you know, the cardinal mm-hmm. rule of if she stays up later, she'll sleep later, but we know she's really no, not. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. And I was like, okay, so I have to do this at 7 a.m. She's going to be asleep. And I set myself up in her homeschooling area because there's literally like four big doors that you have to walk through the house to get to. And I was like, 7 a.m., she'll be up. It's going to be this great thing. This chick, literally 645. By 7.55, she was like, in my space, I'm trying to like get on. And I was yeah. like, here we go. The best laid plan. I was yeah. like, I could have got that extra hour of sleep. I'm not trying to set up my life here. Right, right. Every time, every time. I always, I always say, you just don't want me to be great right now, do you? just don't want me to be great. <laughs> All right. Well, this is so much fun. I I am so happy that we got a chance to just yeah. like talk and vibe. And it is that's kind of the best thing that's coming out of all of this is like just getting to interact. Because normally I would have been trying to get on your schedule and fly to see you. And it's like, but yeah, we can't see each other now. So right here. Yes. Exactly. So exactly. And we always close out um the podcast. So this is this is an interesting one, but we always like our guests to share like what's brand that you're inspired by. And of course, we love PDC brands. We love Cantu. So you can use that. But if there's any other brands that you're like, oh my gosh, you guys need to check this out, please share. Can I okay, so can I do a Cantu one and the a- Non-Cantu one. Yes, please, because I have so much Cantu. Like, yes, let's share the love there first. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, like she said, we just launched Skin Therapy um, at Walmart, and we just launched these things called Rob Lens. And, guys, I'm telling you, I should pull it out, but we don't have time for all that. It is so rich, and, like, I'm all about the butters. And so what we've done is blended it, the butters together. It's all raw all natural ingredients, all organic, it's organic as well. And, um, it just like, oh, it just melts and it just feels so good. You can use it for your hair and skin. So I just, I mean, you, you just got to try it yourself. Um, I'm I'm a butters girl. I'm, I'm all about the butters. Um, so yes, you got to try that at Walmart, but then the, the, Non-Cantu thing, I, shout out, I gave earlier to my friend, Keisha Thompson, who just launched yeah. LYS Beauty at uh, Sephora. Congratulations to her. I'm wearing it today. Her stuff is so good, guys. I mean, she's been doing makeup for like 15 years. So, you know, like when she comes out with her own, it's going to be expensive. So, like, um, yeah, I just like feel, I don't like feeling makeup. I'm not... I like looking done, but not feeling done. Feeling you know? done, yes. I don't yes. like I don't like feeling stuff, um, except my butters. But she she <laughs> it's just really lightweight and dewy and wonderful goodness. So if you get a chance, you're you're at Sephora or you're online shopping at Sephora, check her out. But it's really good stuff. But yeah, it's so I literally just DM'd her. Actually, we were DMing about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it that's the beauty of this. It's like we can just yeah. support each other because there's so much room in the category. Right. Like you like butters, you don't like butters. You want clean, you want this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's just all support to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's so much to choose from. So I appreciate you taking the time. It's great, great, great to see you. Thank you. Great thank you, you too. so much. No, right, we'll thank you. Bye. And every week I like to share an influencer I'm checking out. And thanks to Demetria, let's all make sure to follow Tisha Thompson at Liss Beauty Official and Glamour Girl 15. And as always, 
I want to leave you with one thing from today's guest to really, really think about when you're trying to decide about launching a brand. Is it a job or is it a hobby? And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Don't miss an episode. See you next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, coordinating producer Lauren Turner, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson and Celessa Baker, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producers Ken Johnson, Andrew Kalb, and Omar Thompson. Find Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon, Radio.com, or where you get your podcasts. Please follow, subscribe, and rate us. Business of the Beat is a Say It Loud Network production.